one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Something that we have thought a lot about on this show is the nature of friendship. We feel as though friendship is really complicated and really important and that it is worthy of really thinking through what we want out of friendships and when we want friendships. And that is what we are going to be talking about today with Paige. Paige is someone who is thinking about whether or not she wants to stay in the friendships that she is currently in. And that is a big thing. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is The Real Question. Hi, Paige. Hi, Vanessa. So please tell me a little bit about your life. How do you typically spend your days when you're not talking to me? Yeah, I am a billing manager for a dental office. And the office I work for has two locations, our satellite office and then a different one. And I work full time from the satellite office and we go back and forth. So it's kind of like every other day I get to work alone. I get to work remotely. This is one of those days. So I'm just a Hold up, doing my work, listening to show tunes. It's a nice day. That is a pretty great day, listening to show tunes while working. Mm, The dream. I pretend that's what I'm getting paid for. Yes. We need you to listen to Mamma Mia. How else would the world function? I don't know. What did you just shut off? Uh, Today I was listening to Gypsy. A classic. It was a classic morning. Oh, that's awesome. So what question is bringing you to our little podcast? So the question I'm bringing today, it's kind of a loaded one. I am kind of in the middle of debating quitting or breaking up, like initiating the breakup between myself and my core group of friends. One of which, well, really most of them, we've been best friends for almost 20 years. Really close, going back a long time. 
and I'm considering cutting all ties. What is the consideration? Like, I'm going to let them all know that I'm done and like block their numbers or what would quitting mean? Quitting would mean kind of making a declaration of I'm done. I'm not trying anymore. I'm not blocking your numbers, but I'm deleting all of our texts. I'm unfriending you on social media. Just don't try to call me. So what's going on? Why are you thinking about this? This is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. I guess the place to start is over the last year, basically all of 2022, I went through a pretty rough time. I went through a really deep depression that was brought on by grief. I lost three members of my family really back to back, really close together. And I (laughs) went through a few other things. My mother-in-law was diagnosed with breast cancer. My husband almost lost his job. Just a lot of coming at you from all directions. And I went into a really deep depression. And I'm super open about dealing with depression. I've had it for my whole life. I live with anxiety and depression. And it's something I've always been open with my friends about. And it's not something that I like lean on them for, but I'm just open with. So of course, they knew everything that I was going through. And in the midst of this depression, I kind of felt like I was being ghosted a little bit. And one thing kind of led to another, we kind of had a little bit of a tiff about some external stuff that was coming up. We were all trying to plan a trip together this summer. And just there was some confusion around plans. And we got into a little bit of a tiff. And then all of this stuff started just coming out of all of them basically sitting me down and saying, yeah, we have been pulling away from you. Like, it's obvious that you're going through something and it makes us so uncomfortable to be around you. And your energy is just really off and none of us know what to say to you. None of us know how to bring this up because we just know you'll freak out. We love you and we're sorry that you're going through this depression and having these feelings, but we are never going to be comfy with that. So that's where we are. The question is, is that okay on their end? And is it okay for me to just kind of reject that and say, okay, that's not fair. I don't know what to say to that. That really hurts me. I'm done. Because that's my first instinct of what to do. Well, that is really hurtful. Yeah. It doesn't have to be right or wrong, right? Like it's really hurtful. Yeah. And it sounds like it was a hurtful thing that happened while you were also in a place of a lot of pain. And so, yeah, like that, that sounds awful. Thank you. Sorry. I appreciate that. When was that conversation? How long ago? That was in like early May. So about like two to three months ago. What has your relationship with them been like since this conversation? Since the conversation, we are kind of in this gray area, that terrible gray area of friends of like not really talking. Like if I were to call one of them up right now and say, what are you doing for dinner tonight? They would say, uh, are we okay? Like it's obvious to all parties that we're just like in a fight and Mm -hmm. that's their truth of the situation. And my truth of the situation is very different because I don't feel like we got into a fight or that I am fighting them with anything. I feel like I was just kind of hurt 
Like, I don't know what I'm bringing to it to make it a fight. So no one seems to be putting or like reaching across the aisle to resolve it. And I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what there is to do to fix it. And I feel like I'm also not the one who should be fixing it. It's like, I don't want to wait around for someone to approach me about it and like try to make it better. I feel like we're all just backing up, waiting for someone to, you know, make the first step. And I don't want to make the first step. (laughs) So yeah, so that brings me to the question of, should I just walk away and stop trying? I'd say that's a different question than what you asked at the beginning. Walk away and stop trying is different than making a declaration and being like, I'm done. I want to call this as done. And so I'm wondering if that declaration feels like an important part of what you're asking today, or if you're like, I'm not emotionally attached to the declaration. It's actually about this mental switch that I want to flip or not flip. Yeah, I hadn't really thought thought it through that way, but I think the declaration is still kind of important. Like, I wouldn't Why? feel the same almost kind of like a satisfaction and also a little bit of fear. Like I'm afraid if I don't make the declaration and tell them, Hey, I'm done. I'm walking away from you. Like you're losing me that they won't come after me, which is so icky to say out loud, but yeah, that's, that's the truth. Is the goal for them to come after you? No, I don't think that that's my goal. But I wouldn't say no to it. If they started trying to fix things today, I would, you know, welcome it with open arms. And I think I would welcome it with open arms, too, even after I made a declaration, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, no, it does. But So then what is the goal? What do you want? Mm -hmm. I think I want to be understood by them. I want them to, I guess, hear my perspective and kind of realize, oh, Paige isn't an asshole. You know, kind of like we were wrong. And I don't want like my legacy (laughs) with them. Like I don't want them to walk away from this long friendship that we've had with like my legacy in their minds being, oh, she you know, was so crazy or, oh, she pushed us all away. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So knowing that that's what you want, taking the first part, right? Like we can't control their thoughts. Right. Believe me, I wish that I could control people's thoughts. Mm -hmm. But the first part of what you said was, I want them to know me. And so is there a reason that you wouldn't, rather than making a declaration, we're done, why you wouldn't ask for that? Why you wouldn't say, look, I'd like for you all to come over and hear me out or whatever the strategy is, pick the one you're closest to and be like, can we go to dinner so I can tell you what's really going on, right? Like, is there a reason why you wouldn't ask for what you actually want? I feel like the reason I haven't done that or just don't really consider that an option is because I'm so afraid of that request or attempt being rejected. Sure. And so if you were to say, I'm done, and they don't come after you, at least it's on your terms. Yeah. 
like that feels more like I cut this piece of my life out that wasn't serving me. I made a choice for myself and I moved on like from toxic people. It feels like. Then they get to be the asshole. (laughs) No, but yes. (laughs) Then I'm right and they're the asshole. But yeah, I feel like I have more agency over it instead of, oh, I lost my closest friends. It also, there's another voice in the back of my head at all times. Like, how can I call these people my best friends? If in a moment like this, they, you know, and they say that they've known me for so long and that they've loved me for so long, they can literally say, you are at your lowest point and it's annoying (laughs) for lack of a better term. And, you know, we are never going to be able to support you through grief or support you through anything that makes us uncomfortable. And we won't even try because we're so afraid of what you might do. How can I, as a a self-respecting person, try for that? How can I still call them my best friends and, and take all that back? I, I think that that is a question that we all ask all the time, right? Like, how do I deserve to be treated and how, how much can I demand mm-hmm. from the world, from our bosses, from our partners? Like, what do I owe people and what do they owe me? So I, I like really, really hear that. I am curious, Paige, do you remember some of what your friends actually said in that conversation, what I'm hearing is that it impacted you in a way that is, we find your grief and depression annoying, right? Like you said, for lack of a better word, right? You've made clear that you're paraphrasing that and therefore that that's how you heard it, but not necessarily what they said. And it is possible that that is what they said. I just know that I have been in situations where people have come to me And I've been like, I can't be the person who helps you with this. And that doesn't mean that I don't love them or care about their problem. It just means that, like, I don't have time right now. Like, you don't know what's going on with me either. Or this problem is way above my pay grade and I don't want to make it worse. Like, there are versions of this that I can imagine being hurtful while being very well intended. And so I'm wondering what, what they said. Yeah, that's a really, really good question. That's a big challenge that I have been having is separating my, you know, initial emotional reaction from the actual intention of the conversation. And uh, the initial conversation, if you remember, I'd mentioned it kind of came about because of a tiff that we had gotten in. So, of course, emotions were running a little bit high. And the way that it got brought up and, like, how we landed on this plane was... After our tiff, I kind of burst out and said, well, you guys have barely been speaking to me for the last like four months. Like, what am I supposed to think? You guys are barely speaking to me. And that's kind of how they brought in, well, we have been really uncomfortable around you for the last couple of months. We know that you're going through your depression. We know that you're still dealing with your aunt and your cousin, who was two of the family members that had passed away. And, you know, we know that you're dealing with all of that and we have no idea what to say to you about it. And they did say, you know, we wish you would go to therapy. We wish you would work on it. And do I think that they had like terrible intentions? No, 
if you ask them, they probably did, you know, have some love behind, you know, what they said and their statements. But yeah, so that's what they said. I mean, what if I were to tell you, I think that that's fair. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's brave. I don't think it's like stellar friendship. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's entirely possible that that came from a place of love. Of like, we don't want to make you sadder. We are scared of your sad. Mm. And like sometimes when you are scared of making a situation worse, you just are like, okay, I'm just not going to help, right? Yeah. It's why a lot of us can like watch someone bleed and be like, maybe someone else is calling 911, right? Like yeah. we often don't know what to do when people are in distress. And so our our instinct is kind of this first do no harm does that feel possible? Definitely. It, it is possible. Like that is very much where my heart wants to go. When it gets down into, you know, like the nitty gritty of why can't I just let my heart be there? Why can't I just let my mind be there? Is because I don't feel any other love. I feel like I have to look for it and like dig it up from this situation. Have you asked them for something specific? Have you been like, for, not Again, not that it matters, right? Mm. Like, what matters is how it impacts you. I just want to make sure – like, have you said, one of the ways that you can show me that you love me is by inviting me to go on a walk and see if anyone's like, let's go on a walk. Yeah, unfortunately, I have. Yeah, like, oh, well, it makes me feel better when you guys include me more. Or it makes me feel better, you know, respond to the memes I send you on Instagram. Or, you know, if you really want to help – drive with me to my first therapy thing or whatever. I have put those feelers out there and they've just kind of all been shot down or I've just kind of been continuing to get ghosted. Yeah, that's a bad vibe. That's a real bad vibe. Bad I don't vibe. like that at all. Bad vibes, yeah. But that's kind of what has brought me to the, should I just make the declaration and leave? Because I feel like I'm trying and trying to like pull their love out of them. And I feel like I have to prove myself to be like easy to be around now. Yeah. So that's what brings me to yeah. the should I quit part. Yeah. If you have said like, this is something that you can do and like, it's a low lift, like come be in the car with me. Yeah. I Yeah. That is like just such a reasonable request that like, that's a bad vibe. <laughs> I don't even know. I love when a friend tells me how I can show them love, right? Like, it's so hard when your friend is in a depression and you're like, what do you want? Do you want me to come and crawl into bed with you? Or do you want me to leave you alone? Do you want me to send you recommendations of movies? Do you want me to send you DoorDash or force you to get out, right? Like, none of us know what to do. And so if a friend were to say to me, do you know what I need? A walk. I'd be like, thank God. Yeah. You actually know what you need so that I can give it to you. Yeah, that's really disappointing. The only thing that I'm still sort of on the fence about is whether or not a declaration will actually be helpful to you. Mm -hmm. Because I think it is entirely possible that they're like, yeah, we already told you we're out. Yeah. Like, you guys aren't friends anymore. They're not making you feel loved. They're not really talking to you. You're not really talking to them. Yeah. Like, this is currently not a friendship for the last two months. And I understand, like, all friendships go through waves. And, of course. you know, like, yeah. 
you can like not talk to a friend for a year and still be their friends. But like this friendship is not functioning in the way that you want it to. And it's sort of that like, if the umbrella doesn't protect you from the rain anymore, is it actually an umbrella? Mm. And so my concern is that your declaration is actually going to be received as them being like, yeah, okay. I can see exactly how they would take it as you know, like, a, okay, yeah, well, duh. Yeah, the whole idea of the declaration, I feel like, or at least this conversation is leading me to think, feel like, I think I was leaning on that as like, and that will be my closure. That will be my my mic drop, my 11 o'clock, my... And here's how you hurt me and now I'm done. And I'll walk away and they'll go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And that'll give me closure. But it's really realistic that that is not what would happen. (laughs) And that is not how it would be received. So what could you do to give you a sense of closure? I've got a drama answer. Block them all on Insta. Mm -hmm. They'll get that message. Yeah, that has been like the next step on the ladder that I'm afraid of like putting my foot on is that just like, all right, I'm pulling the plug and not being able to see if they're like what they're doing, not being able to see if they're talking about me or thinking about me. And that's like so icky and scary. (laughs) Do you have a friend who you're in good relationship with who's also friends with them on Instagram who would spy for you? Lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Block them on Insta. Mm. I'm sorry. Did this become, like, the advice show on how to be a bitch? No. <laughs> because <laughs> I can also lead <laughs> that show. I want you to have this sense of closure. Because, like, this relationship is over. It's not yeah. serving you. Like, whether or not objectively it's on them to reach out, who cares? You need them to be the ones that reach out. And, like, yeah. that's what matters. That's what you need. And if they're not going to be the ones who reach out, then they're not going to give you what you need. So, like, bye. This is over. I am concerned if you have, like, a decent amount of confidence that, like, this declaration will give you a sense of closure, go for it. I'm really just concerned that it won't and it'll just hurt and frustrate you more. And so I want you to be like, I'm quitting this and so I'm going to sing a song from Gypsy. What is the big song? She has oh, a big declaration Rose's song. Turn. Rose's turn. Rose's turn. Yeah. Oh I'm going to sing Rose's turn. turn. And that's going to be my moment, right? Like, I'm just really worried that this declaration is, you're actually reenacting the friendship, right? Like, you're you're not stepping out by this declaration. You are just participating in the same cycles. That really hit a big nail on the head, what you just said about reenacting the friendship. You know, because that's how we've always operated. You know, we just kind of kind of yell back and forth until one of us caves. And that's probably why I'm so drawn to that's what I want to do. I want to bite back. And then I want them to bite back and me to bite back until, you know, they can't bite back anymore. But actually breaking the mold of that and just walking away for the sake of walking away is something that we've never done and that I've never done in this friendship for sure. Yeah. If you want it to actually be over, what you have to do is end it with something new. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to have both? (laughs) Like what's a quieter declaration? Writing a letter and not sending it, writing a letter and sending it and not knowing if they open it. 
know, what would be satisfying to you? We want it to be satisfying to you, and we also want it to be outside of the pattern that you all have had until now over the last 20 years. We want it to be, like, really out of the pattern. What would make you feel like, okay, I did it. I burnt it and walked away. Yeah, I think what would give me the most satisfaction and feel like a successful breaking of the mold and where I can still like have agency over the thing is probably more me unfollowing them. Mm. I do think that I still need to kind of communicate with them that I'm walking away. Maybe not in such a declaration, I'm done with you, don't call me, don't at me way, but I can't shake this inner feeling that I need them to know that I'm done. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, the two questions I want you to hold are, like, what's going to give me satisfaction and what's actually going to break this cycle for me? You're not going to be able to control what they think about you. You have literally asked them to do things and couldn't control how they showed you love, right? Like, you have no control over them. And so how can you feel good in these two ways, in this, like, satisfied over and and I didn't participate in our shit anymore? Yeah. I think that's what I needed this to be stripped down to, you know? I feel like I've been caught up so much in, like, the, am I right? Am I wrong? Are they right? Are they wrong? What are they going to think about me? What are other people going to think about me? So I needed kind of all that to be stripped away to just, how am I going to be able to feel okay about this? Yeah. I think I needed to hear that, like, frame. I needed to hear this situation framed in that way. Because they're, like, they're my childhood friends, so everyone in my life is, of course, you know, stand up for you, but you can't throw them away. You can't throw them away. You'll never get that back, but they already... They already kind of threw you away. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I'm sorry. Thanks. It sucks. It's an awkward thing to talk about with people, just however casually you would, like with coworkers or acquaintances or like in-laws, because it's like a huge fundamental thing that I'm going through. Like I'm breaking up with my longest relationship. And if it was a romantic relationship, that's kind of something that you can kind of casually, you know, talk about with your loved ones or acquaintances. But saying like my friends are mad at me like it's such a weird thing to say (laughs) and like so hard to get an unbiased view on so breaking this down has been quite helpful (laughs) I'm so glad it's a really big deal it's a really big deal yeah it is I wish you the best of luck let us know when you put on your gypsy performance we'll be there Thank you. Thank you. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to let you know that we are taking a month off of Should I Quit? Answering the question, should I sometimes pause? And the answer being yes. Ariana and I, the two people who work on the show, are both going to be in the UK and Europe leading pilgrimages and having a little bit of fun. 
And so we won't be dropping anything in the main feed. However, this is a really great opportunity for us to lure you to our Patreon because at every level of our Patreon, Ariana and I are going to be sending dispatches from our travels. And so if you miss my voice and are like longing for some Ariana in a more active way, not just as like a presence in the background manipulating me, this is a great moment to subscribe to our Patreon in order to hear our dispatches from the road. But if not, we will talk to you again in September and wish me safe travels. You've been listening to Should I Quit? This season of The Real Question. Our BFF tier patrons are Molly Reilly, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Shannon Chien, and Renee Underhill. Our executive producer is Caitlin Hoffmeister. We are edited and produced by Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull, and we are distributed by Acast. A huge thank you to Paige for joining us today. And thanks, as always, to our wonderful team. Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Aramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Willison, Courtney Brown, Natalie Folkerts, Casper Turkile, and Stephanie Paulsell. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.